All set. I am doing well. How are you doing today? Yes, crocodiles. I had promised in a, in an episode like several months ago to talk about crocodiles, I think. And as I was just going about doing my stuff, I suddenly remembered, yes, I needed to talk about crocodiles. So here we are. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know this, uh, I come from Southeast Asia where crocodiles are a thing, right? Much like, I guess, alligators are a thing in the bayou in America. I think that's that's a fa just just a fact of life in certain parts of Southeast Asia. So one day I was just in here in the U.S. I was just walking around thinking about an incident in my past and how normal it seemed back then. But now when I think about it, it just is totally. If I had told anyone here, as I'm telling you guys now, that this happened, you guys would be how is any of that normal, right? And it goes like this. I was in a shopping center, a shopping mall in Singapore, right? And they had a um they had a zoo exhibit, I guess some kind of zoo special, right? In a shopping mall, yes. In in inside the main atrium of the shopping mall. So um so they the Singapore zoo was there uh, promoting itself, right? And so you had the animals you would expect, you know, and so I had a, a scorpion walk up my arm okay maybe you wouldn't expect that necessarily but that's a thing that happened all right i just i allowed a scorpion to walk up my arm okay and then i walked up to to another station and somebody that had a crocodile thing yeah right and it was really soft you know i touched it and it's oh it's so soft i thought it was a doll it wasn't a doll <laughs> it was a real crocodile and it, it was soft it's soft yeah yeah, a crocodile was made into shoes, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't... So... They could be. I mean, I... Because I was a stupid kid, right? I didn't realize that this was not a real crocodile. I mean, I, excuse me, this was a real crocodile. I didn't... The fact that its mouth was bound up didn't clue me in on that. Okay? Just to show you how, how stupid of a kid I was. Alright. <laughs> so I... <laughs> yeah, it's just part of the packaging. So, and this is going to make me sound like a really horrible person. You know, poor crocodile. So I started patting it because it was so soft. And then I, after that, I touched it in the eye and it blinked. And I felt so bad after that because I poked a crocodile in its eye and there's nothing that, I, that it could have done about it because it was bound up. Which, you know, works for me. I didn't get my face chewed off, but I felt really bad after that. When I realized it was a real crocodile. <laughs> I know, right? It, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a zoo. It was a temporary, like, um, you know, promotion exhibit thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, including a crocodile, right? A baby crocodile, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure they must have um, uh, they must have made it safer for me somehow. Otherwise, they wouldn't like let scorpions walk all over kids. 
I guess so. Or maybe, I mean, a scorpion is going to be a scorpion, whether it's venomous or not. So they needed to make sure it wouldn't sting because, well, even if it wasn't toxic, it, could, it would still hurt. <laughs> it is. But, I, I mean, the reason I thought about this is because I was in a grocery store or something and I was just thinking, how strange is that, that for me anyway now, that that was so normal for me back then and now it's just completely not. Yeah, but then I got to remember that crocodiles were a fact of life where, where I came from. You know, we, on a school field trip, we went to a crocodile farm once. So that... Well, I think in this particular case they do. Um, I Let me just go check it out real quick. Forgot to check it out. Crocodile farm. I, I, to the Google, yes. Uh, but yeah, I went. it was called a crocodile farm. Yeah, this is, um, I come from Malaysia, for, so don't forget about that. This is a crocodile farm and zoo. So it actually is a farm, right? And it's also a zoo. This is where they breed crocodiles, right? Yeah, and um, let's, let's... I don't know because I'm looking at their website now and they're marketing themselves more the way they market themselves is more of a tourist attraction than a farm. Oh. Here's a section that says export trade. Crocodiles export. We export crocodiles to anywhere in the world. <laughs> um, like they're they're like they're shipping off like shoes or something. Um <laughs> crocodiles. Man, I have a story about that too. Um uh, somebody was interviewing me in back in college, uh, for a pro for a school school project, right? And she didn't know much about Malaysia. You know, she want she needed to write up about the country's economy, so she found me, right? So she asked me, oh, you know, and this is what's in um this was in two thousand two, shortly after the September eleven attacks. Okay, just just for a bit of context here, she asked me, hey, you know what? Um, what is Malaysia's top industry? industries right and i said oh farming you know so mostly agriculture some manufacturing tourism and she was like ah terrorism and i said ah no 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 <laughs> not terrorism tourism <laughs> i don't know i mean malaysia is a it's a muslim country a very moderate muslim country right <laughs> but still i had to say nope 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 So um, to go back to what to the crocodiles export, right? They say our export procedure is safe. Uh, <laughs> we can assure that all crocodiles are carefully treated and housed before loading as in as cargo, so they will arrive at destination in a healthy condition. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, really bad Jurassic Park knockoff. <laughs> totally safe and um it, you can imagine it on like a cargo ship or something you know it's a monster crocodile it breaks out of the box some really bad movie and then um steven seagal is on board to aikido the crocodile to death <laughs> crocodile farmers yes oh boy crocodile dundee part four the return
Do you remember Crocodile Dundee? Yes, I, I think that's the legacy of that movie. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee is this really cheesy '80s movie about um about an Australian who goes to New York and he's like the epitome of Australian manliness or something like that. Uh, not sure how to describe it aside from that. So like a crocodile out of water story. A crocodile out of water story. It's he's a fish out of water, but since it's crocodile Dundee, he's a crocodile out of water. So looks like um places that they've exported their crocodiles to include China, um the Safari World, uh Iran or Iran, Kush Island Crocodile Farm. So it's a crocodile farm exchange, I guess. Uh I'm not. I don't really know how to pronounce this. If you're Farsi or you understand Farsi, uh, please let me know. Q E S H M. Kashm, Kashm. Fifty years of experience in crocodile export. They will export to Bangladesh as well. There's a contact information here. I could call them. Have a crocodile exported here. <laughs> Next guest. <laughs> um, of course, California will not like that at all. So that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, but uh, it says yeah they did say they export anyway. So if. I guess they will send it whether they we will accept it at this end is another question. I am looking at some of these pictures and I would ex I would send the link to you but I'm not sure if you'll be able to see it. Uh and they they don't send the crocodiles full grown, I don't think. Uh they send them as babies because I'm looking at these boxes and you could not fit a full grown crocodile in these boxes here. <laughs> like those towels that come out of, of plastic eggs. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so I think baby so back to what I was talking about, uh we went on a field trip to this to this crocodile farm and I don't think they have it now, but there was there used to be in the in the entrance area a big picture of a, a boy who was killed by a crocodile. And that stayed with me for the rest of my life. It scarred me. I don't know. <laughs> well, it wasn't a, a picture of a boy who got who got killed at the farm. You know, it was some. It was. <laughs> it was somewhere else where I came from because crocodiles are just a thing there. You know, we would joke about crocodiles um, in the in the stream behind the school that I went to, and we were only half joking. I know. I I hope they've taken it down by now. It could. Um, this crocodile farm has crocodile feeding demonstrations daily, of course. Uh, crocodile museum. The skull of the legendary Bujang Sunang. That's the the legendary crocodile who killed the boy. I remember now. Now that I read it, 
yeah, so they have that. Um, but I, <laughs> I know it's this this legendary crocodile, which I cannot remember the um the details aside from that now. I. Um, I don't know, but if I do a search for for Bujang Senang, which is the name of the crocodile, I see that it actually is spoken of in Malay, uh, as in legendary language. Like it says Hikayat Bangsawan, which means national legend, Laganda legend of Bujang Senang. See if I can read this quick. I'm not going to speak in Malay for the rest of the the cast, of course. But, uh, gosh, Malay is Malay is a language in which I just haven't had to read it properly in like almost twenty years now because it's not spoken outside of Malaysia. Certainly not here in the U.S. Oh my gosh, I I wouldn't be able to speed read this at all. But just <laughs> maybe I'll just come back to this later on. Oh, actually, there's an English uh, translation here. It's a legendary crocodile, the most feared terror and attacks against human. Okay, English is a kind of a loose term here, but against human berserk and devour human around the river. <laughs> <laughs> the legend of the crocodile who actually ate people. <laughs> yeah, he goes berserk after human. He he's said to be the incarnation of a warrior named Sima Hungan. I guess he so he came back. I guess as a crocodile. Uh, he was killed and was cursed to be a crocodile, and vow was vowed to and vowed as a crocodile, I guess, to kill all the generations of people who mistreated him. Um, uh, his oh my goodness, his I'm going to read this verbatim. All right, his greatness is doing the exped the headhunter expedition. His enemy and the enemies not only a little bit has been killed by him. So he killed enemies just not only a little bit, just the whole way. <laughs> his, it's I do I don't understand his enemies. His enemies believe that he had the knowledge tanks. <laughs> it's something more and more legendary to me. Knowledge tanks. Just dropping those knowledge bombs all over the place, or eating people a little bit, or not a little bit. Oh god. Oh, okay. Well, let's skip past the legend part. Um because I mean the the legend part is amazing, but I don't want to take up this whole cast with that. Fast forward to the year 1982, uh which was the year I was born. Oh my goodness, there's some somebody illustrated Bujang Sunang eating a man. That's a good illustration. <laughs> or about to eat a man. Yeah, yeah. That oh my goodness! That crocodile then survived for five more years, even though people were try. Yeah. Oh no, ten more years. Nineteen ninety-two. People were hunting him. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I know. I how they say that they knew it was the same crocodile because they they it had a white stripe on his back. So. 
It says that somehow the crocodile came back and terrorized a group of police snipers, Ivan hunters, and local residents united to defeat the crocodile. <laughs> No. Within a couple of shots, regular crocodile fight? I don't get that. Regular <laughs> crocodile fight. <laughs> Due to the large size of the crocodile, it was hard to beat. They cast sacred spells and started throwing spears at the crocodile. <laughs> so this is like something out of Monster Hunter, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a side quest in The Witcher 3. It really could be. They should have hired Geralt to take down this crocodile instead of, you know. <laughs> this draconic oil, oil, excuse me. And I I'm going to try to remember to post the link in the comments to this to this blog here. I'm sure it was like a Google Translate or something like that. Um, so the crocodile was again, you know, shot. It, it tried to run away, but it was stopped by a big wood. Okay, the, the big piece of wood. I'm sure not not the sniper's wood. <laughs> That's happened before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, and then he turned around, and the crocodile met his death. It didn't say how, so that that's kind of a, a, a anticlimax. <laughs> the magic spells, yeah. Oh, this the policeman and the journalist came to report. Unfortunately, the crocodile carcass was just thrown into the sea without any effort to bring it back to the museum, except for his head. Okay. It was estimated to be about 50 years old when I was killed. Uh, yeah, fifth, killed a total of 14 people. And, um, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this this legendary crocodile. So I didn't know. I don't remember most of this, honestly, or if I knew at all. So I'm just rediscover. I guess I just rediscovered a little bit of my past, or not my past, but things I heard about. Yeah, I'm Bujang Senang, folks. I'm his reincarnation. I'm Big Wood. <laughs> yep, I'm going to slowly start remembering it, and then I I'll go to um where do they have alligators here? Louisiana, I guess. Florida, yeah, Florida. Florida's got all kinds of interesting things, and then I'll um become I'll become I'll start my own reality TV show. Just use traditional Ebon sacred magic and sniper guns to kill crocodiles. Somebody should start like a Witcher real life. Like I'm the real life Witcher, and you know, you know. Actually, that's <laughs> dipping his bullets into oil. <laughs> yep. By the way, uh, Bujang Senang is apparently a movie too. 
no, the, oh no, actually, this Bujang Senang is a different movie. It's nothing to do with the clock now. Um, the plot summary of the Bujang Senang movie is: Bujang has to find a wife before his wealthy father turns sixty-five. <laughs> no. Um, King or Queen? Isn't that like a uh, comedy sitcom? I've seen. I I I'm sure it is, but I'm sure in the King of Queens he was already married. Huh? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Huh? I'm th oh, I'm thinking of a uh, of a comedy uh, about this cop or something like that, who lives in lives in Queens. So probably something different. Oh, that's the movie is called Coming to America. Yeah, it is, and I remember this. The reason, the reason I remember this is because when I was seven years old, I f I made my parents take me see that movie in theater, or however old I was. I was really young. I did, yes. That was probably not a good idea, but because I think that movie is R-rated, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I guess in Malaysia they would have censored it out anyway, cut the film or something. I mean, Malaysia is a place where when Friends was first aired, like the sitcom Friends, it was given an 18SX rating and only showed at 11.30 at night. Yeah. By the way, just one last note about Bujang Senang here. Um, I remember now, Bujang means bachelor. So that explains the, the movie. Bujang Sunan literally means the easy bachelor. So I have no idea why they gave the legendary crocodile a name like that. <laughs> the easy bachelor. Sunang means easy. <laughs> the easy bachelor was taken down by Big Wood. It was supposed to go down after four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just a crocodile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> video games, yes. Uh, what do you want to talk about in terms of video games today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of big news. I have mixed feeling feelings about it. Honestly, because uh, my first impression of it was that it's a great idea to help support the creators that um, that depend on basically the goodwill of its viewers, you know. And if the viewers kind of feel like they want to celebrate something or they don't want to be put on a recurring subscription because some people do not like that, uh, then it would be a good option. My issue with it is that the Twitch takes a bigger cut of it than uh, PayPal does. So that would be my summary. Of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right, right. Right, right, right. I think overall it is good. It's just that but I can understand the cost of it. But I was just my initial impression was that I was wishing that the card wasn't so big. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, 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 it's, right. Right, right, that's true. I mean, I kind of did the math myself in my head because of PayPal's, what, 35 cent fee or something along those lines. So that works out what you said. Um, yeah, that plus the percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I generally like the idea, and I say this not even because I plan to use it. I'm not going to ever be a partner streamer, I don't think. Uh, but I generally like the idea because it means that that um, the the streamers that I like can make more of a living off of it. <laughs> yeah.
Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right, right. Right. And it should be noted for uh, for those of you who aren't aware that this is not a new idea. Um, the Korean streaming sites, they've been doing that for quite a while. And uh, porn streaming sites definitely have been doing that for a while too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a positive development. You know, I that on that day on Twitter, there was a lot of yelling about it, like on both sides. But I think... <laughs> yeah, it's fine, you know. I mean, I donated to to Doxy like a week or so ago when she announced the issues that she was going to, to, to with whatever she announced with dreams, like she had to move or something along those lines. And it would have been a lot easier, truly, if um if the bits were in place for her at the time. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right, right, right. 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 And... Right, and to be clear, I would have still done PayPal because I know the process already and that would have given Doxy the better cut. Right, even if bits were in. But I can imagine, let's say, if the bits was a more established process at the time Doxy had asked, asked uh, or announced that she needed help, then more bits would have come in. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I'm all for it. Whenever you start streaming again, I will come by and watch or participate. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There is... What would you like to stream? <laughs> oh god um social eating has been the other twitch thing that's been caught getting a lot of attention this past week or so 
I would if I would if I were interested in showing my face on camera, which I'm not. <laughs> Mask of a mouth hole. <laughs> I probably could. Um and you know it's interesting. I'm looking at social I just loaded up social eating now. It's got six thousand four hundred and seventy people uh in total watching it and that's exactly what it is. You know, people in eating unusual things. Uh one hundred McNuggets or bust, this person says. <laughs> it's just breakfast for me, basically. <laughs> I this is going to happen, right? I mean, and Twitch has to make sure that people don't end up killing themselves by eating one hundred McNuggets, as this person here is doing. <laughs> yeah, just the slurry goes into the nugget, and the nuggets come out as a slurry. That's the cycle of life. Um, yeah, here it says duck and kimbap and piano. So this is like dinner, dinner theater right here. Yeah, so she is eating duck and kimbap and playing the piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's dinner theater, but the performance having the dinner. <laughs> That's so true. To be, to be clear, again, the Koreans have really, uh, the are the real pioneers in this as before. Uh, they they've been doing this for at least a couple of years now. It was a phenomenon called mukbang, in which people just eat um hilarious amounts of takeout food on camera, and people are living tips in the channel, much like Twitch is going to try to do now. And there was this person who made ninety thousand dollars in one year doing that, or more. So that's the internet today. Yeah, what a world, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so normal now. Watch me eat Chinese takeout, it says, another one says. Um, German cooking stream. Oh boy. Um, what? Tonight show, I think? Or, yeah. That is, well, that's pretty amazing, honestly, if you think about the trajectory we have come on. Yeah, uh, which is happening, uh, well, by the time you listen to this podcast, it would have started already. 
it is that soon. Yeah, it's starting this weekend, uh, July third, I think. Let me let me just make sure, just so that I don't end up saying something, something that's inaccurate. Uh, SGDQ, um, summer day games done quick. Starts on July third and goes on to July tenth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Congratulations. Ah. Yeah, you gotta tell me more about that after after the podcast. I, I would like to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the community around it is awesome. I generally think, and this is something we talked about in the previous episode when we were talking about Twitch, I don't think social eating is going to be the end of it. I really do think that most human activities which are community-centric is going to be streamed. It's going to happen. Um, watching sports together. Uh, and I, it's going to happen. Right. Right, right. That's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you even need to stream it, you know. Or just have a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Um, I can think of all kinds of things that will happen. Bible studies. That's another thing that will happen. You know, it's probably... I think so, yeah. I mean, I don't think... Yeah, not so soon, I don't think. Not within the next few years, because that group tends to be more conservative. But but you've seen the youth pastor-style ways of um, trying to become more um, uh, appealing to the kids, right? <laughs> Let's play the Bible. But, I, you know, tutoring? That's going to be a thing that's going to happen, I think. You know, get some really charismatic tutors. Um... In South Korea, some of the tutors can make millions of dollars a year, and I'm not exaggerating about that. Again, Korea is innovating in that aspect. Right. 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 And and just to be clear, the people who make like hundreds of thousands, more than a million dollars a year, I don't know if they're live streamers specifically, but I do know that they they create tutoring products based on who they are. So videos, books, that kind of thing. So live streaming is just a natural extension of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't blame you. I do. I mean, a lot of what I do requires language for duh. <laughs> wow. But I wouldn't want to do a, a video like that either. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teach grammar through video game typos. 
Yeah, that, that's a video idea. <laughs> Somebody set us up the bomb. No, actually, no. This is how you rewrite that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I want to imagine it as this person a really like super stereotypical received pronunciation British, you know, like keeping scorn upon that meme. <laughs> Social grammar. <laughs> That's Reddit in one word, really. <laughs> Social grammar. It is. Somebody set up a fake website with that domain name and just add in every single, like, stupid corporate style um, buzzword in there that do social marketing and grammar. <laughs> oh man, I have some insight into that. Um back in like 2008, uh when Twitter was just introduced, anyone could be a social media expert, right? Right, because it was such a new thing. There's there's no like certification product project. I mean, back then. Yeah, yep. And then you know, after that, they started writing their own books because that's where the real money was. Uh, I'm a social media expert as of um because I say so, and here's my book about it. Here's how to use hashtag hashtag brand, and then people just follow that, um, blindingly. I'm gu I'm guessing anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. Unless uh, unless you're drunk and you just want to do it ironically. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh god i i need to go back and look at some of these accounts really um yep so uh that's our discussion on hashtag whatever the hell we talked about today hashtag bujang senang that's a brand <laughs> hashtag, hashtag big wood. That's going to get you some follows. Uh huh. What? 
Really? <laughs> Slam? Oh, well, we are. Oh god, if I really, if I was so inclined, I would just, maybe I should go on Twitter and just write that and see what happens to it. Come on and slam. Yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> yep, and then see if that, if I get followed by a whole bunch of bots and it's responsible for my uptick and my clout score for that month. It's probably contributing to yours, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, uh, we talked a lot about Twitches today. Are we going to be talking about witches? Yeah, hashtag marketing. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, I know, I... Don't want to spoil it too much, but that was creepy as hell. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I have. I would say it's probably one of the best games I've played in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I was wondering, actually, speaking of that, um, I was wondering, how do you fight in the game? This is something I was, I was wondering. What's your fighting style like? Because the game has that much flexibility that people can fight in certain, like, people can do whatever they feel the best in terms of combat and still come out okay, I think. Mm hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Right. The reason I, b- I brought out combat styles is this. I'm playing with a controller. Uh, did, did you play with keyboard and mouse or, uh, mouse or controller? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I found that I really like using the controller except for one aspect. And that is uh, blocking because for some reason my controller and my hands don't really work well when it comes to blocking. Uh, using the the left trigger, maybe I need to remap it, but I don't know. So I don't block. I don't ever parry for the most part. I developed this style in which I sidestep like a crazy person. Oh, you do. Mm. Right, ah, I see. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that because, well, I'm doing mostly dodging anyway. I'm using the quick steps, the ones that don't take up the take up the stamina, right? Yeah. Right. It's so much better, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can do it forever. I only roll on very specific occasions when I, when I like, oh, oh shit, I need to get out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh really? Huh. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Well, I, I think generally with giant frogs, what you need to do is to hire some police snipers and throw spears at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Oh man. I like every part of it actually. I like the combat because basically because I like, you know, dodging strategically. This is something I like in all video games actually. Uh, even things like Diablo or like Dungeon Siege 3, which is not a game that's made for that, but I dodged anyway. Um, so like taking on five enemies at a time and then just not taking, only taking one hit or not taking any hits at all because I dodge very quickly and then just turn around and strike them back. That's really fun. I like that. Yep. And uh, uh, the graphics are great, of course. And the stories are very memorable. I think I've heard it told that it's almost like a series of folktales in, in a lot of the game. And I can see that. They're all very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually saw that moment coming because I was thinking, what the hell, why would I need to give a dagger to that person? And I was like, ah, yeah, there has to be something like that. And I was thinking maybe a finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just moments of levity as well, you know, when they, because of how grim it is, when things get funny, they get, they're just really funny sometimes.
Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about a couple of things here. First of all, there's this really kind of like tragic figure, I guess. Also kind of, you know, he's he's one of those very complex characters who is tragic and at the same time an asshole. And, you know, he there's all this backstory to him, which is really horrible. And you see a notice saying that he's the head of the Gwent playing club. You know, that's hilarious, right? <laughs> the card game, you know. Yeah, uh, not too much, but I recently uh, won my first game in, in Act 1 after being beaten a bunch of times against the plot character that I was talking about, right? And it was great because I, I could see how every single move I made actually counted. You know, there were no throwaways for that victory, you know? <laughs> yeah i it's a it's a game in which especially when the standalone version comes out whenever it does it's a game about mind games right you know it's it really is that and i'm not good at that you've, you've played town of salem with me you know i'm horrible at that kind of kind of thing um but I really appreciated the challenge that came along with it because I do like card games and board games in general and trying to suss out what the opponent is doing and then after that, like, holding back and playing at the right moments really felt fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I got you though. I haven't played Hearthstone yet, seriously. And whenever I get around to it, I'm sure I'll get into it. Uh God, I when I was younger a few years ago, I would play this kind of shitty Facebook card drafting game. And I got into it, even though it was not a good game on hindsight. It was just so slow and mechanically boring. But I got into the drafting aspect of it anyway, because I thought it was really fun. And I just don't know why I haven't done it with any other game, including Hearthstone, since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Back then, I didn't have much contract work, and I had a lot of time. So, so that was that. Uh, yeah. I the other thing about The Witcher, I want to bring it back to something you said about the atmosphere. You know how at the very beginning, when you load up a game, there's this loading screen to catch you up on what happened since the last time you played it. Right. So when, whenever, when you're getting to the stage of the game in which you're con you have finished confronting those witches all around then, um, it'll show a scene of those witches, like, just kind of, um, surrounding some other person about to eat them or something, right? That music, the music for the witches in general just creeps me the hell out. It's so good. It, it sets the atmosphere so well. It creeps me out. 
to the point in which I was trying to rush through the the witch's quest. Uh, not because I wanted to get it over with in that sense, but because I wanted to just find out if I could kill them and be done with it. Yeah, and I haven't figured out after that yet. So I just actually just got to that point yesterday. Uh, the the point a little bit further into the witch like overarching plot arc. So I think it's for me anyway. I think it's going to be a long time before it picks up again. I think I'm at that point. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely thought of that. But I was thinking, I just want to, I want to kill them. I want to kill them very badly. I know. Hmm. And just to be clear, because I know there are some people screaming at us right now, they are actually called the crones. So I just want to make sure. Um, I just want to make sure that uh, viewers are aware that we know what their names are. Um. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, the. I see. Yeah. Ah, oh, I wish. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's this very early boss fight, you know, with a, with a griffin. It's not a spoiler, because you run into the griffin literally, like, five minutes into the game. But that, that was gorgeous, right? I remember that. Yep. 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 So another note that I'd like to make about the game is that even though I don't think there's anything wrong with tokenesque fantasy per se, I do appreciate that this is grounded in Eastern European mythology rather than the standard like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons style fa high fantasy that we've come to expect from games like this.
The Fiend, I think. I saw... I did not... That did not happen to me because I was always, always on its side. Because I dodged... I sidestepped that much, right? You know, so I I did not get affected by that. Then I watched Jesse Cox play against this, and he he doesn't you know he's Jesse Cox. I mean he's an entertainer. He doesn't play the Witcher very well, uh, but he did get affected by it. And then um and then I was like, holy shit! None of this happened to me. I thought it was a plot event that I missed somehow when that happened. Yeah. Yep. Man, I wish... I need to find out why my footage lags so much. I wish I kept my footage, you know, because on one hand, and I want to say this because I, I'm not that good at the game, I don't think. On one hand, at the very beginning of that footage, I just fight against five guys inside like a barn or something and just not only got hit once and I felt like a badass after that. And then in the footage after that, I ran into a bandit camp and it became something out of like the Keystone Cops. Because I just completely just I just lost my shit for some reason, got hit all over the place, and then glitched into a wall, and then <laughs> and then spent like a good amount of time trying to get my head out of this wall, whatever, and then then came down, and the guy, the bandit, didn't want to chase after me anymore, and I just pelted him with a shot bow with the crossbow until he died. Yeah, so I wasn't I'm not that good at the game, so but. Man, when the game makes you feel like you did something good, it makes you feel like you did something good in the combat. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. I see. Dude, I played... There's a game called Dungeon Siege 3. Have you heard of it? It's ostensibly it's a Diablo type game, right? It's a loot it's a loot game. And I played my main character was this huge was this armor guy with a with a big sword. But as it turns out, the hit the hitbox of the sword, it it causes damage no matter which part of the sword hits the enemy. So I played him like, you know, his huge hulking armor guy, and I played him like rolling around and touching enemies with the the tip of the sword. That's how I played it. I, I just like dodging in games. I should, but uh, Dark Souls 2 especially, I don't think I can play that, enjoy it that much now because I watched a lot of the DDC and uh, a lot of it has inspired for me. Yeah. Well. Oh, really? Okay. Well, the next game on my list is actually for this genre is our Shadows of Mordor, so I'll probably get to that first. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not going to be for a few months, I think. Yeah, because of, of The Witcher, basically.
Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Witcher 3. Excellent game. Very much worth your money, I say. Yeah. I mean, my take on it is that it's still worth it at whatever price you buy it for it because there's so much content. But it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hearty recommendation for this week's Game of the Week. And what about next week's Game of the Week? Uh, we're going to be doing System Shock, is that right? Yeah, we're going to do that. And... Uh hmm. Yep. And uh, be sure to play along if you have that game and tell us what you think, even uh, in the comments, in our Twitter accounts, or even through our email, gamenotgamemail at gmail.com. Yep, if you are a reincarnation of an Eban warrior turned into a crocodile, be sure to email us as well. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, be sure to check out Green's other stuff as well while you're here. Be sure to subscribe to him. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>